Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have roboticist Bill Studebaker. This is Technotopia. As I built out Technotopia, I found myself with a problem. There were not enough hours in the day. I had to write, edit, book, and schedule these podcasts, and it ended up taking more time than actually thinking about them and recording them. Then I found Fit, and I fell in love. Finn is a high-quality, on-demand assistant that takes care of the little things. It can book tickets, it can buy gifts, it can schedule events, it can even build a website or perform market research for you. It's a black box. You put in requests and you get out real, usable product. What can Finn do? Well, Finn knows your preferences. It remembers the people you interact with and it integrates with your email and calendar. Finn can make calls and send emails on your behalf. It can pay bills. It can remember important dates, which I absolutely need. And it just gets things done for you. These features alone have saved me 20 hours per week. Finn is always available on demand and you only pay for what you use. Once you try Finn just like me, you're going to love it as much as I do. And as a listener of my show, I've arranged for all of you to try Finn for free. Finn.com slash techno. That's Finn.com slash techno and try Finn for free. Finn has saved me hours. I want you to try it out and tell me what you think. Finn.com slash techno and thanks for listening. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Bill Studebaker, CIO of Robo Global, and you're going to make robots that are going to help us in our old age. Is that right? Uh, that's right, John. I mean, there probably is not a more exciting area to be in right now when you're looking at robotics and automation than, than healthcare. So, um, a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell us a little about RoboGlobal and uh, and what you're seeing on the robo front? Because we haven't had a lot of robot folks on here, which is pretty cool. Right, well, thanks. So RoboGlobal, by way of background, is actually an index company. And it was about five years ago that my partners and I sort of had the belief and anticipation that robotics and AI were disruptive technologies that were going to change you know, every industry, every market. Um, we know what's happened with the with uh, with e-commerce and, and the internet. The internet changed, you know, Google searches. It it brought about e-commerce. It changed how we socialize and how we consume media, and that's about it. Obviously, very transformational. But when you think about robotics, and AI, these are technologies that are going to penetrate every market, and we really are in the early innings. Um, and we think this is going to be just a burgeoning asset class. And looking out, you know, five, ten years from now, we think a lot of investors are going to find it. it's a big mistake to have not, you know, embrace, you know, what's going on. Okay. So, what does uh, what does modern robotics look like right now? What is what what are some of the folks that you're talking to look like? Well, it's it's diverse. I mean, what's what's interesting about um, about robotics AI, it can actually be kind of bifurcated into technologies and applications. So the technologies are what make the autonomous system um, work, the computing, the processing, the AI, the sensing, the actuation, integration. And there's all the use cases. So where are robotics and AI being deployed? Well, virtually everywhere, right? Into healthcare, into ag, into food, into consumer, into security and surveillance, into warehouse automation, um, and um, industrial applications. And, and we're just starting. And so I think what investors are beginning to really appreciate now is that, again, these, what these are are foundational technologies that are being applied to you know, every industry, every market. And you know, healthcare is going to go through dramatic changes. I mean, healthcare data right now is getting digitized and structured 
you know, really from a new electronic record to imaging to DNA sequencing. And there's just new ways to ingest data are occurring daily. And so the idea with healthcare is that we're going to begin to lower cost, democratize use and care and delivery. And essentially what's happening to human beings is nothing but remarkable. I mean, we're extending you know, our life expectancy and children that are born now are not going to live until they're 70 or 80, you know, try 100 to 140. And mm-hmm. so this is a game-changing um, opportunity for humanity. Okay, so that's interesting. The, the, the idea that we're going to, we're living so long that we're going to need robots to help us get around, right? Well, definitely. I mean, what we're, we're using now AI is to basically to tackle disease, really from monitoring to detection to lifestyle management. And there are a lot of big companies that are, are focusing on specific applications. I mean, Google, as an example, is you know tackling specific diseases like eye disease and diabetes and heart and Parkinson's and MS. I mean, we're just scratching the surface. I mean, it's estimated that the top 5% of surgeons can do things that 95% just can't do in terms of improving outcomes and procedures. And, you know, again, the goal here is to really, you know, lower costs and democratize healthcare and surgery, et cetera. And we are just starting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so what are some of the, uh, what are some of your favorite robots that you've seen over the past couple of months? Oh, you know, there's a lot, you know, as it, as it relates, you know, to healthcare, I mean, when you can operate with sub millimeter accuracy, you're not going to five or 10% penetrations. We have uh, companies in our index, uh, companies that you may be uh, know about, companies like Intuitive Surgical that really began, you know, pioneering um, non-invasive surgical applications back in the early 2000s. I mean, Intuitive Surgical is not a small company anymore. It's a $40 billion company. It's brought in a host of, of other new technologies, applications, and competition. One company in particular called is Mazor. Um, they do non-invasive spinal and brain surgeries. And what they're finding is five to seven times lower cost and less revisionist surgery. I mean, typically when you go and have a surgery, you know, there's a lot of complications that come with invasive um, surgery, particularly in the back and, and, and on, a, on a hospital bed. When you're going to go make an a incision in the person, believe it or not, the person just doesn't lay there flat. They're actually breathing up and down. So when you're applying pressure and you're you know, injecting something into a patient, if you miss by multiple millimeters to a centimeter or two, that's missing the net. And that results in a lot of, a lot of problems. So mm-hmm. you're seeing just the beginning of democratization there. Um, there's a lot of, of robots now that are beginning to... Um, provide delivery and patient services in hospitals. I mean, company, for example, there's a private company um, called Antheon Inc., and they have a robot called the Talk Robot that basically brings hospital provisions to uh, to patients. And obviously, they can do it with perfect accuracy because you know what's in the robot, um, you know, you know how much of a certain medication or whatever you're going to be distributing. And these robots are already making, you know, impl- you know, already are already here. And so we're just starting. This is this is early days in all applications. And um, you know, again, uh, what we're finding and we're seeing here is that when you think about healthcare, what's so amazing about it is just the amount of, of data 
um, and, and that, that is coming. I mean, the growth in medical knowledge is far from slowing, and is expected to basically double every 73 days by the year 2020. In 19, uh, actually last year, there were 80,000 oncology papers were published. I mean, it's virtually impossible mm-hmm. for doctors to keep up with this. So you need robots and AI to help you know, ingest the information and, and really make much better, better predictions. And obviously, this results in better patient outcome and lower costs. Um, so we, we're just starting here. Do we ever get the? Uh, do we ever get like a home robot? I mean, we're talking a lot about very fairly esoteric health health stuff. Is there ever a robot that that either we get into or helps us around the house? Oh, without question. I mean, yeah. I, 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 Amazon just announced their ambitions to get into um, home care um, automation, and that will be um, for sure an asset class to consider in the next multiple years. I still think we have a while. To get to a value proposition that we all um, will pay for in terms of what the cost is and, and what the applications are, we take for granted that you know a two-year-old can do a phenomenal job of actually stacking. You know, um, you know doesn't have yet the, the robot. There's a lot of, of development that needs to go into it, but the opportunity is big. I mean, there is no reason in the years to come why every home is not going to have some sort of, of robot you know, consumer, you know, interfacing technology. We would right now have, you know, in our homes, some of your um, audience, you know, may own a Roomba. Um, Four or five years ago, when the Roomba cost $900, it was a kind of an interesting luxury. Um, Now with the cost getting down to $350, it's becoming um, an affordable luxury Mm -hmm. and the prices are going down. And these are actually like little mini um, Teslas that go around the house that begin to um, develop data and they understand how your house is set up and they know it knows where um, where spots are where it gets stuck and also knows where the dirty spots are. So with AI, you know, it will go. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. We, we're just generating vast quantities of data. And so um, we're just scratching the surface that the application that these technologies and assets have. And so when we look out in the years ahead, um, you know, there is a game change that's going on right now, John, because of performance capabilities and the cost curve is now igniting a robot and AI revolution um, that didn't exist before. Again, mm-hmm. it, we are now exposed to an array of use cases that two, three, four, five years ago were science fiction, and that is no longer the case. Mm-hmm. And these really are technologies that companies are finding out. Um, are not luxuries to invest in. They're actually necessities to you know, keep your validity. Um, in our index of 88 companies, last quarter alone, um, our companies made acquisitions of 40 um, AI and robotic-related companies. So the pace of, of change is only accepting. We no longer live in a world where progress is very linear. So if I take 20 linear steps, that's easy to, to kind of figure out where, we, where we're going, right? Mm-hmm. We're basically 60 feet away. But if we're taking 20 exponential steps, that gets more difficult and less intuitive for us to understand. We're going from one to two to four to eight to 16 to 32, you know, 64, 120, 64. But that's what's going on. So to survive in this world, you need to have access to information and technologies like robots and AI. Ingram. Uh, so how, how long, how long before we get Rosie, the robot, who's going to just, who's, who's like a Roomba with on steroids. 
Well, I mean, it's hard for me to speculate on a specific <laughs> date. I mean, I think real, realistically, again, it comes down to a value proposition that, you know, customers, you know, get enough out of and they're willing to pay for. I would say in a neighborhood of five to 10 years, we're going to see mass proliferation of that technology. I mean, just think where Alexa was. I mean, I think it was two years ago, I think we sold, you know, 12 or 15 or 18 million Alexa devices. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe in the U.S., we will sold, you know, 40 million. And so what we see in a lot of technologies is when you get to a 10% um, sort of penetration rate, you really begin to see growth in favorably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, what, you know, what you're seeing with a lot of companies, particularly in healthcare, the top healthcare providers are both expanding through investments in digital health startups, you know, and, and through consolidation. Okay. And so, um, you know, there's just a lot of ways that this is going to go. All right, very cool. Where, uh, what's uh, what's next for you guys in terms of investment? What are you looking at? Um, well, you know, you know, listen, you know, it's we think robotics AI. We're not even first seeing the baseball game. The mm-hmm. players are in the locker room putting their clothes on. Oh, okay. We think there is a massive runway. We think where the internet was in the late '90s, early 2000s, and where it is now and the growth. Think about where biotechnology was in 2000. And, and three, um, you know, we're just starting here. So we think there's a big runway here. Um, we're, we're very focused on one thing only, it's, which is robotics and AI. Um, along, those, along that theme, we are sort of doing a lot of deep research into um, artificial intelligence and into some disruptive uh, technologies. So, but we're sticking to the core of what we have. Um, as I said, we were fortunate five years ago to have identified this being a real investable theme. But we were really, I think, maybe lucky, maybe smart to have enlisted the help of some of the world's leading robotic and AI thought leaders. We actually have seven PhDs in our team. This really gives us a massive competitive advantage to understand the technologies and where the world is going before everyone begins you know, to think everything is, is obvious. All right. Very cool. Tom. All right, super. I look forward to my uh, to my health robot uh, overlord being carrying me around the house and, uh, and doing operations on me. Sounds good. Well, as as a uh, you know, as a society, you know, we couldn't be more excited about the technologies that are happening. I mean, think about where we were in the maybe 1700s in terms of um, you know life expectancy and college graduation. I mean, we mm-hmm. were it was peanuts. I mean, the life expectancy back in 1700 might have been 26 years. You know, and and so we continue to evolve, and these are are technologies that are going to help simplify our life and and make it and make it better uh and so we're really excited um from a societal impact and as just as importantly from an investment standpoint we think this is very early days and we would encourage you know your audience to um to take a look at we developed an index of, of 88 uh company actually I'm sorry uh, 87 companies um it is rebalanced quarterly um to smooth out the ride um, it's in um, um, 40% U.S., 60% international. It really plays to the entire value chain of robotics and AI. And less than 2% of these companies are in sort of traditional industries. So we think there's a lot of value here. The, the, the ticker for our index or for an ETF that corresponds to this is called Robo. So hopefully your investors uh, get a chance to take a look at that. All right. Sounds good. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. Uh, thank you for listening. We will see you next week. 
Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Technotopia is presented by your host, John Biggs. It was produced by Rick Barr of Bar26 Entertainment at ricksvoice.com. It appears every Friday at noon, and we're always looking to talk to interesting people. Tweet at John Biggs if you'd like to join us on the show.